0: The more overtly you try to sell something, the more you might turn off your potential buyers.
1: Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer, and I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io/slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. This was the quickest pre-show we've ever had. It's 1101. And usually, it takes way longer than that. So uh, I want to welcome to the show today, Dave Taylor. Dave is an internet pioneer by his his own accord. Uh, He's a tech expert. And he's also Dave Taylor of AskDaveTaylor.com. Welcome to the show, Dave. Thank you, Chase. (laughs) I'm ready to go. (laughs) Yeah, we're gonna make this work. It's all about producing content, right? That's right. So we'll talk slowly and loquaciously. <laughs> Absolutely. So I do want to say um, before we kind of get into uh, what we're going to talk about today. Uh, whenever I go to conferences or events, I like go with a purpose. And um, so I met Dave a few months ago, perhaps at this point, um, in Breckenridge at a small conference for agency owners, um, and we chatted for a bit. My whole goal going there was to try to find some new experts that knew things I didn't know and, and bring them on the podcast. So uh, you, were, uh, you were targeted, per se. So how does that make you feel? I'm going to check with my attorney about that, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. So uh, let's get into it. You've got a fantastic story. And uh, I, want, I want to hear about this exact line you shared in your biography, which was, you've been online since the 80s. Yeah, actually, um, I can
0: recall I know this is going to make me sound like Methuselah or something. <laughs> um, but I can recall back when people would dial in with acoustic modems, and um, I had a friend at the time who was running a, a BBS or a bulletin board system, and he had like a hundred phone lines coming into his apartment, and he had just this huge trunk going into his apartment um, from the phone company, and you know, that was sort of that era. And then I got to college, I was at UC San Diego, and we had an internet sort of pre-internet called Usenet. And it was basically a bunch of computers calling each other and handing data back and forth. So if you can imagine, if you wanted to email me, you'd have to know the names of all the computers between us. And then each computer would hand that message to the next one by calling that computer up. And having the other end answer, and so I, you know, if if you sent me a message, it might take five or ten hops, and you know, fifteen to thirty minutes to get here. So things have evolved since then.
1: <laughs> yeah, I had it easy. Uh, you know, when I kind of got onto the internet, it, you know, we had dial-up modems uh, and all of that other jazz was out of there, and you know, I could just get on and, and start interacting with people and. It was it was wild. I was in the days of AOL. I went through so many of those AOL CDs. Right. I was gonna say, you know, I
0: think we could probably have covered the entire planet Earth with the number of CDs AOL produced.
1: <laughs> yeah, but it, hey, it worked that that free trial. Yeah. And how many people actually
0: every thirty days would just drop and sign up with another free trial and never actually paid?
1: <laughs> well, not enough because I don't think they exist anymore. Yeah, well, the
0: acquisitions and then dissolution and evolution. Yeah. So suffice to say, um, I was actually present at what was called the commercial internet exchange where we had the meetings and debated whether we should allow commercial use of the internet. I mean, It was really, I guess, more called the ARPANET back then. And there were people saying, Yeah, let's open this up beyond research institutions and government agencies. And there were other people saying, This might not go well. We need to really think this through. And obviously, the fateful decision was made to open it up. And we are where we are with organized government funded agencies spamming us.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Well, I'm glad that they allowed it uh, opened up for commercial use because uh, we wouldn't have jobs. If not, yeah, it's kind of hard to
0: imagine whether something else would have just come up and you know offered the same capabilities instead. But it was a pretty watershed moment in the history of I don't know the information age overall.
1: Absolutely. So let's fast forward. Uh, A lot has changed since the '80s. Uh, What are you up to these days? Yes, a lot has changed.
0: (laughs) Um, So I spend a lot of my time doing YouTube. So I have a YouTube channel, also ingeniously called Ask Dave Taylor. And I do product reviews. And I always have this big queue of products and have a lot of fun experimenting and trying out various consumer electronics. Um, I also produce tutorial tech content on my site. And I do a lot of freelance work for different companies and organizations and volunteer my time with startups and other people that are doing cool stuff.
1: Absolutely. So if you haven't figured it out by now, listener of the show, we're going to talk a lot about YouTube today. or Well, mostly video and producing video content. Sounds like a great topic. Oh, absolutely. I had a lot of great ideas when we met and I'm I'm glad to finally get to them. All right. Let's jump in. Absolutely. All right. So uh, you're doing a lot of product reviews on your YouTube channel. Now let's take this back. So a lot of the listeners of this show are startup brands, small to medium-sized businesses. And they can't wrap their head around how to produce video content for their products, which is what you do all day all day long. So, you know, what would you say are some of the easiest ways to kind of just get your feet wet and just start producing content for your brand and for your products? Uh,
0: I think that independent of whether it's video or written content or you're gonna make a pitch to a local nonprofit who invited you to have be their lunchtime speaker or something the key is always tell the story of your product or service. I think that a lot of people get hung up because they list specifications or specs and they think that's enough. But I don't really care about the refresh rate of a television. I care about the experience of watching shows on that TV. So, you know, you see a lot of tech companies get sidetracked and offer features that no one wants. Um, or things that they think are important for the industry, but then no one actually, actually um, adopts or anything. So when it comes to something like YouTube, my focus is really on what's the problem this is solving and how well does it solve that? And then I always look at the other question of, is this good value for the money? Because you know, sometimes I'll look at something, I'm uh, reviewing a dash cam right now, and it's on sale for $40. $40. So, the dash cam definitely has some challenges and some problems technologically, but for $40 it's a no-brainer intro to this sort of category space, and then if it's something that you really like, then maybe you can go buy a 2 or $300 super fancy unit. But, you know, again, circling back, tell the story and be engaging and interesting. And if you can't do that, Hire someone who can or ask, you know, your team of employees. There might be someone who is super busy doing little mini videos on Instagram every day, and they could do some really nice, you know, 20-second spots or something.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's that simple, I think. It's just like just get started and just tell the story. You don't need to think too far beyond that, especially with YouTube now. And if you, if anyone, you know, also kind of pays attention to Gary V, it's not the quality per se; it's the okay. consistency that matters. Yeah. Well, and dropping a lot of obscenities. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, he 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 definitely gets a lot of a lot of. Inf- nah, I don't know how I want to go with that statement, but uh, yes, I am a fan. I'm a fan of it, to be honest. Yeah. Um... Actually,
0: I'm not. And I think that that's another piece of telling your story is understanding your audience. You know, If I was aiming for 22-year-old men, then I would be speaking and presenting information very differently to if I was aiming for 50-year-old women. And know your market. Know your segment. Know what appeals to them, what kind of things they are watching and engaging in now. And then if you can match that, even if it's not... Comfortable for you, then you could actually do pretty surprisingly well. And even with fairly crude equipment, I've seen really great videos with people just using their smartphones.
1: Oh, absolutely. And even taking it a step further than that, uh, we do a lot of paid advertising for some of our clients. And the highest performing videos, hilariously enough, are like shot on iPhones really quick, real last minute, you know, because it's so much more authentic
0: yeah and then the key with that <laughs> is not to go in the face of authentic but take your video 10 20 30 times and then pick the best one um i <laughs> i can get halfway through a 5 minute video and just realize that i just i don't have the right energy i'm not looking at it the right way i want to change something up um, and then i'll just start the whole thing over and just do it again and then do it again a third time and you know, eventually you sort of get more comfortable with the story and less worrying about did I hit all my bullet points, and that's when you start to have good, engaging video.
1: Oh, I can I can agree with that so much. Uh, we did a lot more video at the beginning of the year, uh, and it's it's got away from us now, but we're going to bring it back next year. But it's so funny. I would do the first take, and it'd always be terrible because I would. It, what would happen was four or five minutes in, I missed probably the key element of it, and I was like, well. That should definitely have been brought up probably in the first 30 seconds. So you go back and do it again, you do it again. And then like the script doesn't matter, like you're saying. It's just like, all right, well, you got it down. Now you're just getting a more playful cadence to it. And you know how you want to introduce these topics into what you're talking about.
0: Right. So I have a funny anecdote about that. Is I was hired by a local agency to do some video for one of their clients. So we set up in the conference room, spent a whole day filming, edited it all down, sent the roughs to the client. And they said, this is really great stuff, but you pronounce our company name wrong. Oh. <laughs> and we just said, oh, well, okay. And we just ch- shot the whole thing over and it happens. You know, life marches on. Um, but have a sense of humor about it all and just do it a bunch of times until you start to really feel like it's comfortable and you're actually enjoying the process. I mean, most people, in my experience, once they sort of get into the group, it is pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if I've said this on the air, you know what I mean, but when I first started doing this podcast, I was terrified. I had no idea what I was doing. Still don't, but uh <laughs> you're winging it well. <laughs> you know, it's a lot more fun now. Yeah, it's way more fun now, but uh yeah, I just and it, I didn't want to do it at all and uh Annette who used to be the co-host with us, she forced me to do it. Uh and I'm I'm very thankful to this day that she made me do that and make that jump.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it's like everything else. I think that I am like most people, where I want to go from having no clue to being an expert immediately. And I think that's the appeal of like the movie The Matrix, where they just download how to fly a Sikorsky helicopter and boom, I'm a great helicopter pilot, right? Life doesn't really work that way. (laughs) So, whatever you do, just try and try, you know. And I got started with video because I spoke at a conference in Chicago and some people from Intel called me up afterwards and said, We're building a new site with tutorial video content. Can you do some for us?" And I i kid you not, I said, I have no idea how to do anything with video. But if you're willing to let me learn on the job, then let's do it. And we posted some horrible videos. (laughs) And they have like a million subscribers. And i one of my videos, I remember, only had left channel audio. So people would leave comments, what happened to the audio? And we would respond, we don't know. (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> now I know how to do stereo audio, so that's a big
1: improvement. Oh well, it, it you know, it's one step at a time. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's also the case that, you know, you, me, we all still flub up and make things not exactly how we want, and that's okay too. You know, I think that part of success in the online world is being okay with it being maybe B plus level work and getting on to the next thing because that sort of obsessive desire to have it be absolutely perfect can really grind you to a complete stop and you'll never get started again.
1: Oh, absolutely. Support for today's podcast comes from our friends at Simpler, a new way to staff 24 7 sales and customer service on your e commerce store. It works with your existing email and chat platforms, so, setup is quick and easy. Simpler's network of on demand, US based Simpler specialists are standing by to answer your customers' most common questions. Set it up for free today and then turn it on or off depending on your customer volume. You only pay $2.25 for every resolution. There are no hidden fees, contracts, or minimums. Close more sales with Simpler by staffing your email and live chat around the clock with Simpler specialists. Start your free seven-day trial at simpler.ai slash honest. That's S-I-M-P-L-R dot AI slash h-o-n-e-s-t. I listen to maybe half of the finished episodes because I hate the way I sound. And if I got in my head and I kept listening to it, this show would probably end. So I just I know what I need to do and get this stuff going. Because here's the thing, it's not for me. It's for everyone else out there. I've got some knowledge I can share. All of my guests are 10,000 times smarter than me. So I know what I'm trying to do here. And then when I get caught up with like my own personal opinion about the things, like that's not how it's going to help produce this show or, or make great content for the listeners.
0: Right. So listeners, please leave a comment and tell Chase what a lovely voice he has and how he does such a great job with this podcast.
1: Oh, that would be fantastic. Also, leave a review. I've never actually said that on the air either. This is a, lots of firsts today. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It actually helps a ton. Um, So that'd be cool.
0: Yeah, go do it. And I think I have a tutorial on my site about how to do that.
1: <laughs> awesome. So let's let's bring it back to, to, to making video for products for brands. So do you have like a process when you're approaching a, a video for doing like a product review? I'm sure that's an easy win for any company that has an actual, you know, finished good that they could just talk about. That'd be an easy first video.
0: Right. So the main thing that I want to make sure I get are what I call talking points. I want to make sure I understand what are the main things I want to get across. You know, so if it's a uh dash cam for example I want to demonstrate cuz part of video is show don't tell but I also want to talk about like what's the resolution of the camera how long is the wire how easy is it to get it onto your windshield and not have it fall off what are the operating temperature you know is it too cold for you to have it in your car right now um, all of that is really important and once you nail the key points that you want to make then I feel like you can just sort of relax into your video and start thinking about how do you make that into a story or tell it in a way that's interesting and engaging and i think you do exactly the same with your podcast you know here are three key questions i want to ask this person let's make sure i weave them into the story
1: oh yeah it's it's so funny you can get so much amazing content out of three questions
0: okay so what are your three questions
1: <laughs> we've already been through a few of them so the next thing I do want to ask you, which is a question you supplied, is pivoting from doing a product-based review. But like, how do you how do you take it one step further, and how do you make videos that actually help sell your product? And it's a compelling, you know, sales esque goal from the video.
0: Well, I'm less focused on selling things, but I like to say that products can sell themselves in the sense that if you really have a great value proposition and you clearly explain it then people are going to be super interested because especially if you start with that sort of classic sales strategy of here's the pain point here's the ha- you know problem you have today and here's this really cool solution and here's five things about it that you probably didn't know and by the way here's the price it's totally a great price for this pro- you know product or in this space or something then people are ready to buy you know so i think that the more overtly you try to sell something, the more you might turn off your potential buyers. And maybe that's just me and my segment. But I know if I were to say, I'm going to review this product dispassionately. And by the way, you really should buy it. Then that gets a little bit weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, it does. I think that you are right there. Uh, it's a pretty simple script to explain the story behind your product, the value proposition. And then, as long as those two things line up within value to the price that you're going to talk about afterwards, you know, the people that have that pain point that you're talking about solving, they're going to move a little bit further down your funnel. They might be not be purchasing right there today, but that content that they're engaging with, you know, hopefully you're going to have other forms of retargeting set up to help bring them back and help kind of nudge them along but yeah if you if you hit on the pain point they have and the price makes sense for the value you're delivering it's going to work
0: right and since your goal really is to build trust any sort of relationship you can build with them at any point in that funnel is super beneficial so you know even as you're listening to this podcast chase has a mailing list so go ahead and sign up while you're listening you know things like that now you have a relationship and you can establish here's other content i've done here's what's coming up next and by the way now that we have this trust let me tell you about some stuff that i'm offering
1: oh absolutely uh and then you know, building trust through email is is pretty straightforward. Uh, but then you can take a step further with the human voice. That's what we're doing here with the podcast. And then even better than that is video. Video builds trust so much quicker because you're actually seeing the person on the other end. Uh, you know, either the owner of an agency like myself or the owner of a of a business talking about their product. That is. So much more engaging. And just as humans, we like interacting with actual other real humans. So the closer you can get to a real life interaction, aka video, is probably as close as you can get. Um, you know, it, it just builds so much trust so much faster. Right. But let's circle back and point out that that assumes that you're on camera in your
0: video. So when you go and hire some agency to do what's called an explainer video or some animation or something, those are cute and they can be informative. But I don't think they build trust in the way that seeing Chase on camera talking about his latest exploits or his new conference coming up or something does.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that those explainer videos are just an easy sell for the people that make them. And it's not necessarily the best value at the end of the day. I think if you're looking to get started in video, just take a step outside of your office, grab your latest product, you know, the newest one in the package and have someone grab their phone and you talk about it because you no one's gonna sell your product as much as you as the owner, as the creator, you know, you have so much more passion about that product than anybody else. I think if at the end of the day, video is not your best thing, then look into hiring someone else. But I mean, I've seen it just there's so much more passion when owners are talking about their product because the story just comes out naturally.
0: Right. I think of it as like if you were at a trade show and you had a table set up and you had a big computer screen that was showing a, a demo or something and someone came up and said, uh, What's this all about? Tell me about your product and why I would be interested in it. You know, That's exactly when you start the video. Because that's when you're starting to be really interesting because you're excited. There's a potential sale in front of you. And again, If you do the video and you're like, Wow, I really tripped over all my damn words. (laughs) Then go and record it a second time.
1: Oh, absolutely. Let's be honest today. All of your customers are going to have questions, and what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous, and Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rothy's. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard, so you can solve their problem as quickly. As possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit slash honest. That's G O R G I A S dot L I N K Slash H O N E S T to get your second month free. So, also, I kind of want to talk about uh, your amazing history in publishing. Uh, 22 is a, is a pretty amazing number. I know that's a hard shift here, but I do want to talk about this a bit. So uh, when did you find the time to you know start on your first book? What was the process like doing that? And then I do have a follow-up after that, I guess.
0: Right. So when I was an undergrad, I did some... Um, I have an undergraduate degree in computer science. And um, we had to design what was known as a, a compiler that translates a program into something the computer can run and turned in my project. And my professor said, this is really good. You should get it published. And I basically gave a deer in the headlights look and said, "Uh, what? (laughs) And he helped me figure out how to get published through a computer um, industry publication. And then I was um, post-college and in my first job and I got a call from a computer magazine saying, hey, we saw what you had um, done in that other journal. Would you be interested in writing something like that for us? And I said, Well, I don't know. I'm pretty busy. And they said, We'll pay you. And like that light bulb went on over my head. <laughs> and I said, Tell me more. <laughs> so I um, started doing a lot of magazine writing, which paid pretty well at the time. And then I ended up writing for an internal magazine for Sun Microsystems, which is a big computer maker back in the day. And The editor of that magazine left and joined a book publishing company. And he called me up one fateful day and said, that last article you wrote for me was pretty cool. you want to turn it into a book? And I said, sure, having no idea how much work would be involved. And that was my first book on software internationalization. And honestly, um, probably like a lot of things in life, it's planning and figuring it all out. That's the hard part. And then the writing actually wasn't anywhere near as hard and really all of my books are business and technical books so fiction's different but if you want to explain to someone how to you know use zoom to record a podcast interview that's a finite task and you can break that down into logical pieces and then explain each one so yeah i ended up writing a lot of books i wrote another book while in my first year at grad school which definitely blew away my advisor who was used to two or three year publishing cycles for academic books and I got the contract, wrote the book, had it published and in hand in six months.
1: That is amazing. And so, I guess my follow up from the original question was uh, there are so many parallels to draw between just establishing that expertise of uh, being on video and just establishing expertise with writing a book. So, I, I find that uh, you are a wealth of knowledge and you, and you really like sharing it. And that's kind of where all your passions are coming out.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> my central enthusiasm is storytelling and. You know, how to convey information to other people. So I'm a film critic. I'm a car reviewer. um, I obviously do a lot of video. I do a lot of technical tutorials and tech writing and stuff. And it's all really the same thing is, you know, there's something in my head I want you to understand. How do I do that efficiently and effectively?
1: Absolutely. So what's next on the horizon for you? Um, (laughs) Shoveling the snow off my car. Or are you
0: saying a little further out on the horizon? (laughs)
1: probably a little further. Luckily, we don't have any snow that's stuck yet over here in Columbus, but I I last time I was in Denver, it was a blizzard for half a day.
0: Yeah, we get super short blizzards, <laughs> which is nice. But um next on the horizon, I mean, it's just sort of an evolution is that 5 or 10 years ago, I was really focused on the written word, so I was doing really a lot of energy on my website. And then I just started to dabble with YouTube. But now as I'm looking at all the trends, both revenue traffic and subscription trends that YouTube is definitely much more important in my future. So, you know, 2020 is going to be about pushing that even further and learning more. And I will say that video is super fun. I love editing my videos, but. It's a complicated world and I'm always learning. And I'm always going to classes and looking at tutorials to figure out how do I do this or how do I get that to work. So I enjoy that part
1: of it too. Oh yeah. It's, learning is, is fun. That's why I'm still in this industry. It's... Every day I'm learning, I'm learning throughout this podcast right now. That's probably the reason I do the podcast so often <laughs> is because I'm learning so much fun stuff from all the guests.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's a brilliant way to be able to talk to a lot of interesting people for sure.
1: Absolutely. Cool. Is there anything that you want to share with the audience today before we let you go? Um, I would say um, (laughs) my closing
0: inspirational quote is just do it. I mean, if you want to try doing video or you want to try working on a book or something, just get started. You know, I know so many people that are halfway through or they're really interested, but that just seems so daunting. And, you know, it's like standing at the top of the mountain with the skis in your hands. You're never going to learn how to ski if you don't actually strap them on your feet and get started.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for coming on the show today.
0: Uh, You bet, Chase. And I will talk to you soon.
1: Absolutely. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io/connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.